0: Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsBand.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: 21 yards on the pickup, first and 10 at the 13. Handoff Richard Reese running left into the end zone. Touchdown Baylor. Richard Reese runs it in. Great blocking on the left side of the line. Baylor takes a 6-0 lead on LIU.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Codewell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
1: The eye back gets the handoff, he's in, standing up. Dawson Pendergrass into the end zone, his first touchdown as a Baylor Bear. Baylor ups the lead to 13 to nothing over LIU.
2: Then I'm proud of the running backs, man. I thought they ran hard, I thought, you know, ran physical. Um, I thought the times that we were throwing it, they're on the guys that they need to block, and so, um, you know, I'm proud of just their their effort, and the stage wasn't too big. And I thought they attacked it, I thought they fell forward, and so I uh, just good things from uh, that running back room today.
0: Stay connected with the voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
1: Well, we laid out a two-hour and eight-minute weather delay here today, and before and after that, the Bears win. Over LIU, 30-7, the final score. Bears get their first win of the season. Now look ahead to the start of Big 12 conference play next Saturday with the Texas Longhorns coming to Wake Up.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
1: And welcome to John Morris' show on a Monday. Glad you're with us, ESPN Central Texas. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. The Bears with that uh, first win of the season, Saturday over Long Island, 30-7, the final score. Bears now set their sights on the Big 12 Conference opener against Texas at McLean Stadium this Saturday evening, 6.30 kickoff The Bears and the Longhorns. And the uh, week of storylines has already begun, Aaron, uh, as far as this being uh, potentially the last time Baylor and Texas play. Certainly the last time for a while with Texas jumping to the SEC. But I think what they'll be, it'll be sort of a nostalgic week. You know, a lot of people, you know, talking about the history of the series. And as Bryce, uh, well, you'll hear Bryce. uh, uh, Cherry from the Waco Trib asked a question of Coach Aranda, 113 meetings. That's a lot of water under the bridge between Baylor and Texas. And, uh, again, potentially the final meeting between the two in football comes up this Saturday.
3: Yeah, I don't think that there will be another one for quite some time unless, unless it's like in the bowl championship series or something like that. But it's a, it's a big game for both programs because I know both programs want to win the last meeting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, it has been a great series through the years. Texas has a huge lead in the overall series. Coach Taft uh, played Texas even in his 21 seasons here. Um, and then, you know, what I would like to say, and I'm sure I'll say it several times this week, uh, it's uh, some of Baylor's biggest wins are over the University of Texas and that's a tribute to UT. You know, it's a big win if you beat UT. And Baylor's had some uh, really memorable big victories over the Longhorns through the years.
3: Absolutely. The, the two that stand out, obviously, are 50-7. to seven.
1: Yes, that's one. Yeah, And
3: closing down the cage.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Third biggest 10. one in my
3: lifetime, anyway.
1: Yep, exactly. So some huge. Well, wins. I don't
3: know the uh, the RG three game at the end of the year when he won the Heisman was yeah, pretty was great. great too. That was great. Yeah. I, I happened to be there for that one, so were you really? May that's be a little cool. biased. That yeah. was that, that's good. That, that Heisman chant at the end of the game was pretty pretty incredible.
1: I know that was great. Yeah, that was fun. So again, a lot of memories between Baylor and Texas uh, through the years. And we'll delve into that over the course of the week. Uh, we'll hear, let you listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference earlier today. Texas up to number three in the nation in the AP poll. They are sixth in the coaches poll. Uh, they're up one spot in that AP poll behind only Georgia and Michigan. Texas coming off uh, a win over Wyoming, 31-10 to 10 on Saturday. And... Uh, uh, and what was it? Kind of a rough weekend for the Big Twelve, huh? <laughs> this past there were weekend,
3: a couple of bright spots. Yeah, true. West Virginia won yeah, it their was big a good rivalry man. game against Pittsburgh, and BYU with a huge, huge win over Arkansas. And we can just skip over the rest. <laughs> no, I mean Texas obviously won. They struggled. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say struggled. Wyoming has already beaten Texas Tech, and they played. They gave Texas everything they wanted. That game was, I, I, what was it, at the end of the third quarter, either they were down by three or it was tied, I believe. And then Texas pulled away late in the game to get the win. But uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and Baylor law won. TCU dominated Houston, which wasn't a big shock. But, man, there were some ugly losses. Kansas won. Yeah. Uh, not a pretty win, but a win's a win, and they stay undefeated. But the rest... When you're talking about Oklahoma State and uh, Iowa State, State. there were some really, really tough losses for the Big 12, especially for what the teams that are going to be in the Big 12 moving forward after this year.
1: Right. Cincinnati lost to uh, Miami of Ohio uh, in overtime, 31-24. So, in in some respects, kind of a rough weekend for the league, K-State. Uh, you said lost to Missouri 30-27, to a 61-yard field goal at the gun <laughs> to win it for Missouri. Tough,
3: tough way to lose. Exactly. That, but, I mean, that's look, that's not a bad loss. Kansas State's supposed to win, but Missouri's a good SEC team. Not a great SEC team, but a good one. And it's not shocking that they won that game. A couple of the other results were kind of shocking.
1: Yep, so uh, now the start of Big 12 play coming up this week. Uh, there was one conference game, as you mentioned, TCU over Houston, down in Houston this week. So they are uh, sitting atop the conference standings at 1-0 and right now. Um, the polls this week coming out of the weekend. Texas, we set up to number three. Kansas State with a, a loss to Missouri on the road, drops all the way out of the top 25. They were 15th a week ago, and they drop all the way out of the poll uh Oklahoma's up three spots to number 16 in the nation this week and uh and that that's is it. it is that it <laughs> yeah yeah that's right There's Texas and Oklahoma right the only two schools from the league that are in the top 25 this week
3: yeah I noticed that when it came out I went yeah. through looking just to try to get ready you know for a couple of segments and I was like oh wow that's <laughs> that's not ideal right yeah Texas number three Oklahoma 16 and that is it for the big 12 right now but I mean, Kansas, shouldn't have, Kansas State shouldn't have dropped out with their loss to Missouri. Obviously, you're going to drop, but you shouldn't. What was it, eight spots to drop out? There's no yeah, way you right. should drop that much from a, a last-second 61-yard field goal loss yeah. to an SEC team, unless it's Vanderbilt. Hmm. And uh, I also think Kansas should be in the top 25, even though yeah. they struggled this weekend. They've, they're they still 3-0, and and they obviously have a very good team, but – those polls, as the coaches will tell you, are pretty meaningless, except for giving your program some extra publicity. So that's true. We'll see how it all works out.
1: Yeah, Kansas State would be 28th in the poll this week, so they fell 13 spots. 13. Yeah. That's ridiculous. They were 15th ridiculous. a week ago. Now, that's a huge drop. So, K-State would be 28th. TCU would be 29th. Uh, Kansas would be 31st if you extended the uh, extrapolated the poll out from there. So that's a look at the new poll and a full week of uh, Big 12 conference games ahead. That will be a lot of fun uh, among the games uh, coming up this Saturday, Oklahoma at Cincinnati, um, BYU plays at Kansas, Tech at West Virginia, Oklahoma State at Iowa State, uh, Texas at Baylor here in Waco, and UCF at Kansas State. Uh, the following week, Baylor goes on the road to play UCF. That game has been set for a 2:30 kickoff. So that just set today, 2.30 kickoff, Saturday, September 30th, Baylor in the bounce house against UCF. All right, we're off and running on a Monday. Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels studios. We are brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business on the web at allensamuelsdcj.com. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Coming up in a bit, let you listen in to the Dave Aranda Press Conference from earlier today. And we'll continue with more here on ESPN Central Texas. Go Cowboys! This is 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 Dallas Cowboys football football. 2023. Jones throws it out to the left. Football! Only heard here. Recovered in the air at the 20. All season. Run into the end zone by Deron Bland. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals live from State Farm Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
3: It's the Cowboys and the Cardinals, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA
5: Fine Jewelers. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
1: Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals live
5: from State Farm Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
4: You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy fun games, thrilling rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a Fun Pass at your local participating Cepco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gate admission and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair for only ninety dollars. Visit HotFair.com today for more information. A dramatic divisional showdown is
1: coming and you won't want to miss it. Starting Friday, September 22nd, the Rangers face the Seattle Mariners in a critical weekend series. The last
0: three regular season games at Globe Life Field. The West Division and playoff positions are on the line. Get to the ballpark and get loud.
5: Every game matters. Get your tickets now at rangers.com. Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson.
1: with this John Morris Show on a Monday alongside Aaron Sexton. We appreciate you being with us today. Listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference coming up next segment. Bears and Longhorns this Saturday evening at McLean Stadium. 6.30 kickoff for Baylor and UT. Also from the weekend, Baylor, uh, Baylor soccer won a 1-0 decision last night at Betty Lou Mays Field over UTSA. Good win for Baylor soccer. Now uh, continuing in Big 12 play. Oh, they play the The number one team in the nation, BYU, coming up later this week. So a big week ahead for uh, uh, Michelle Leonard and Baylor soccer. Volleyball back in action tomorrow night. Non-conference, final non-conference game of the regular season, hosting UTSA, 6 p.m. from the Farrell Center. Then they hit the Big 12 schedule later this week. Uh, Aaron, it was a good win for the Cowboys yesterday. I was home and got to watch a, a good chunk of that game yesterday. So, uh, what was the stat CBS put up At near the end of the game? Uh, the Cowboys now just the third team in oh since um, since the merger, I guess, in 1970, to win and outscore their opponent by 70 to 10 <laughs> count in their first two games. So that's uh, that's doing something.
3: It's been pretty incredible. I even I'm shocked, and I thought that they had the best roster in the in the NFL coming into the season. Or close. I mean, I thought it would the 49ers and the Eagles are close also, but they have just it's been amazing. Now, you know, people are rightfully pointing out the competition. The Giants, uh, who struggled with what's going to be a bad Arizona team. They did win, but they struggled with them. And the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Still though, this the defense has just been amazingly dominant. I mean, just destroying both the teams that they've played so far, you know, with turnovers and sacks, and just giving them nothing except the one long pass yesterday to Garrett Wilson, which was a great play by him. He broke a tackle, and, you know, he has breakaway speed, so he was able to score their lone touchdown. Other than that, just a completely dominating effort by the Cowboys pretty much in every phase of the game. The one minor quibble – and even Dak Prescott addressed this after the game, was too many field goals. They need to finish more drives with touchdowns. But it also showed you that they may have one of the best field goal kickers in the nah. league. That guy, not only does he not miss now after missing his first extra point, everything is right down the middle. You don't even have to sweat it. Wow. You know, it's not like, oh, is it going to barely get in? No, it's just right down the middle. It looks like Justin Tucker's kicking for the Cowboys right now. Hmm. And I know with... You know, things that get into kickers' heads, that can change quickly. But right now, the Cowboys were 100% right, and I was 100% wrong. They have a great kicker.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's good. They're off to a really good start. Play. Uh, we heard your promo. They play the Cardinals coming up uh, this Sunday for the next game for the Cardinals. All right, uh, beautiful weather here in Central Texas. If you're outside the area and listening to us, Bruce, in Cincinnati, uh, it is beautiful weather here. Uh, it is uh, uh, sunny, and let me see what it is. There's, is. I'm looking out my window, and a completely blue sky, not a cloud in the sky, and... It is 91 degrees, but I walked from our building to the Feral Center and back and didn't break a sweat. Felt nice, uh, pretty good. And, Aaron, when I went out this morning to walk the dogs, I looked at the weather, and it was 62 degrees when I was getting ready to head outside. So I put on some long sleeves, and uh, I'm glad that I did. But, gosh, it was nice. 62 this morning, 91 uh, is uh, where we are now, and that's the high for the day.
3: Yeah, are we still in Texas?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been it's
3: been awesome and it, it it's going to be awesome. I don't know for how long, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. I know. We should get at least a few weeks of these uh good conditions. And actually low 90s this week and it looks like mid to upper 80s next week with uh, lows in the mid 60s next week. Now they're oh. still pretty nice this week, upper 60s, low 70s. So this is it. This is this is that two weeks of that we wait on in Texas.
1: Yep. Yep. That's it. we we <laughs> so kind of hit it. Yeah. And 91 may sound warm, but it, you know, compared to what it has been, it just feels great out there.
3: Well, yeah. Saturday I, I got here at about five yeah. and uh, left about six. And I'd gotten a good night's sleep the night before. And it was so nice. I was tired, but I was like, you know what? I'm still going to walk. Sure. But I did. I didn't walk a lot, a couple miles, but It was just too nice to just go and plop down on the couch and stay there the rest of the night. I love this weather.
1: Yeah, really nice. Uh, So, David Chandler, if you're tuned in listening to us or listening to the podcast from Denver, Denver. Uh, we've got great weather here in Central Texas so really really nice uh, Aaron thanks to you and everyone you and Gary Moss and Ann Ward and everybody at the station for making things work during a lengthy weather delay on Saturday um, people say what did you do what did you how did you fill that time <laughs> and uh, Aaron thanks to you uh, and Gary we made it work on Saturday so, uh, we ran uh, in two segments, the Coaches show from last Wednesday, so thanks for queuing that up and making that work. And then we had a lengthy interview with Mac Rhodes, who was kind enough to come up to our booth and visit with him and perfect time to talk about a lot of things with uh, Mac. and then a couple other shorter interviews and uh, the the rain delay, the weather delay. It really wasn't the rain, it was lightning within eight miles of the stadium. That's what caused the long delay. Um we, we filled it there and then went back to play. And, Aaron, did you notice that the game itself was uh, moving along really quickly? <laughs> like the game, was, the game itself, outside the delay, was about two and a half hours.
3: I did. We talked about that in the press box because uh, Ward, does, um, Ward White's right. does UMHB on, on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. And he was talking about how short that game was. After they had a three-hour delay, theirs was before the start of the broadcast. Oh, day. really? So a okay. little easier for them. Right. But, I, you know, I told him ours was, I don't, I don't know, about two hours and ten minutes. Yep. I said, but it was shockingly still about the same total broadcast length. A little yeah. longer.
1: A little bit longer, yeah. thirty forty-five
3: 30, 45 minutes, but because the game was so fast. I and, know. <laughs> and the game was so fast because of Baylor's game plan, which they executed well. They kept it super vanilla. They were, They knew that they could – just line up an out athlete and out body Long Island, so to speak, and they did that. they ran the clock, they ran the ball and they got out with their first win, which is what they wanted to do,
1: yeah, and ran it a lot, so the clock they kept did. running, both sides really ran it a lot mm-hmm. on Saturday but thanks to uh to you and uh, Gary and uh, we appreciate you making things work and helping us out during that long weather delay. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let you hear from Coach Dave Aranda, his press conference earlier today at the Beacham Athletic Nutrition Center. Talk about uh, LIU, wrap that up, but then look ahead to Texas coming in on Saturday. It's the Big 12 Conference opener, the Bears and the Horns on Saturday. We'll have that from Coach Aranda when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel & Pipe, that great new location, 2003, South Loop 3, 40 and Highway 6 in Waco, All, also a location in Bryan, and on the web at pioneerboys.com. And we're brought to you by D'Amore Fine Jewelers, D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This
4: is, this is ESPN Central Texas. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions, LLC, is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com.
1: Listen to the John
0: Moore show online at syntechsportsfan.com.
1: Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverada, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're
5: just a heartbeat away in McGregor, we treat you like family. Bye and new roads. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. Licensed TACLB106271E.
1: Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas.
0: You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Coach, uh, finally getting the first win of the season at home. Can you talk about the morale of the team after the win? And do you feel that this win will start to turn the season around? No, appreciate that. Yeah, I think the locker room is way happy right now. And, you know, I think they're happy that um, a couple guys got to play and make some plays there at the end. And, um, you know, I think throughout all of it, you know, the, throughout the, the, whatever good there was or has been and, uh, whatever bad and ugly there's been, there's always the belief underneath that, that we're getting better, that we're improving, that we're together and that we're staying tight and that, um, you know, the next day is going to be a brighter day. And I think that continues, you know? And so, um excited about this team i just i really feel like good things are in store for us um, we just have to be able to make sure these simple things we have to do better
0: now back to today's jmo radio show from the Allen samuel studios here's the voice of the bears john morris and aaron sexton
1: Back with us, and I want to let you listen in now to the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. The Bears at 1-2 and two on the season, coming off the win over LIU. Texas is 3-0. and This will be the 113th, and uh, for some period of time at least, final meeting between Baylor and UT with Texas jumping to the SEC next year. So listen in now to the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today.
2: It's good to see everybody. I'm excited for this week. I feel like the you know this past week has put us in position uh, to uh, take a big step forward, and our uh, our hope is for that. And you know we're working towards that. I felt that um, you know Saturday was um, another uh, opportunity for uh, learning and growing. I thought that offensively. To see a lot of the uh, the things they gave us trouble, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and to be able to adjust to that and knock it out and run the ball well uh, was really good to see. I thought that defensively, uh, the ability to you know, um, get lined up and, uh, fit for the most part, um, a quarterback heavy run. It was basically wildcat throughout most of the, the morning, uh, to fit all of those things and be in the position you need to be was a, was a good, um, um, was a good sign for us. Um, a lot of these things are all going to have to be taken into this next week and improved and, and done, um, you know, um, and, and do better uh, because it's going to be required for our next opponent. And so so much respect for Texas and what they do and their coaching staff. And they've had some, um, you know, those guys have been there now for a little bit. And so there's been a lot of tape on them. And you can see the evolution and the growth with them. And um, you can see the confidence in their players. And, and so it'll be a challenge for us. I know that, uh, I know that we're, we're up for it and we're excited for it. Take any questions you guys have.
3: Dave, I know you guys are, as coaches, are always really focused on like the X, Y, Z of how to beat an opponent. Uh, in terms of just the rivalry against Texas, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like 113 times that Baylor and Texas has played. Obviously, it'll be the last for a while. Um, do you, will you talk to the guys about just the rivalry and trying to like protect your home turf against those guys? And and how cool is it for you as a coach to just
5: be a part
2: of it. No, I appreciate that. We are going to talk about that. You know, I think as an aside to that, but probably not an aside, is um, I can't tell you how many times um, this offseason it's been, um, hey, Dave, just win one game, please. You know, and so that has been brought up to me multiple, multiple times. And so, um, you know, I can I, – I, I sense it and I know it and um, – you know, I'm I'm uh, blessed and more blessed to be able to do something about it. And so, but we're definitely going to talk about the history and just some of the bigger games in the past, uh, because I think that's way important with something like this.
5: Dave, uh, last week, running the football, controlling the clock, mm-hmm. and, and that aspect of the game, is that in preparation for the game plan against Texas this week? Is that what you have to do to win?
2: No, I appreciate that. I I feel um For us to win, I think there has to be um, the line of scrimmage on both sides um, being really kind of separate from the skill on both sides. And so, uh, you know, whether that's front seven or that's tight ends and uh, O line and running backs, you know, doing their thing. And so that it can, it causes the defense to have to adjust and bring, uh, if offensively we're doing that, defense is bringing people in. If defensively, we're doing that and then we can bring people out and uh, so i think it's very important that line of scrimmage and physicality and violence and all that occurs so that um we can take our math and put it put it in other places and so i think you know there's been some growth in that and well needed you know from the first week to this uh, i think there needs to be a, uh, some more you know um i think along with that then becomes the ability to um um, to not be in one coverage all the time because you have to be, to be able to change up things. I'm talking about on first down particularly. Um, and I think that gives you a lot more, um, you know, and we were able to do that in this game. You know, it's going to be quite um, to do the same thing. And this next one's going to be, you know, a bigger, a bigger step and a heavier lift. And, you know, it's all part of it. But I think that for us to get good, the front's got to take care of the front so the secondary can – we can um, uh, use those people as needed. So I think it was a good step in the right direction.
5: Watching film, do you see in the trenches that your team can win the game there? Is it a Texas team that you can find susceptible in that area?
2: Appreciate that. I feel, you know, they're – they're big up front they're physical i think the there's a fair amount they're built for kind of what we're talking about because their insides and outsides are very separate and so inside they'll have a run they'll have a buck sweep and this goes back to um playing alabama whereas if you're in a tight front they'll pull the two guards uh to like if there's a nub a tight end nub and they'll have three receivers this way they'll pull to the nub side and over here they'll run some type of screen some type of rpo and so you have to be it can't get any clearer than that you're divided run people in here skill people out there and so i think they're built that way in a similar fashion and so i think um you know, for us to get to where we need to, right, you'd, you'd like to be able to say, hey, here's these, here's these people in the box, here's these people out of it, and then we can count on doing our jobs kind of in a separate manner. And so we'll see. I think that's the goal. And we've done it before um, here. And so we're aiming to do it again.
5: This is probably the most high-profile matchup against Texas in, in recent memory. How do you kind of go about preparing uh, starting game week, you know, uh, for such a big game?
2: No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it would be for us, you know, uh, putting this last game to bed and the things that we did well and the things that we need to improve on, and then it would be, you know, hey, these are the steps that we've taken to get better, right? Here's the um, where we're headed. Here's what we could be. You know, I think always coming back to that vision is way important um, because I think that's the goal and that's where we want to get to. You know, a team that plays with uh, energy, a team that plays with a confidence and an edge, and a team. That that executes. I think the execution part um, was the best it's been this past Saturday. Now, to um To have this heavier lift, so to speak, and to play well versus Texas, we're going to need better execution. And so I think that's where we would start. And how that relates to today, and how that relates to this week, and this is what we got to get done, and this is how we have to approach it, and all of it. Uh, I think for some of our younger players, the spotlights and the bright lights and all of it, take their eyes off of that and put it on what's right in front of them.
4: Dave, what makes
3: Texas better this year than they've been maybe the last couple of years?
2: appreciate that. I think the offensive line is matured to where they can um, you know, they can get a pressure, they can get a stunt and they can pick it up and climb up to the linebacker and seal them I think in the past pressure stunts, they'd be muddled in here and you have a free runner. And so I think they've matured to where stuff comes comes at them and they can kind of take it in stride. And then I think, you know, their skill has gotten better, and so you know, last year they had one wide receiver, and he's back, and he's a really good player, and everything. And where was he? And now they've got another guy on the other side, and so um, you know, to to be able to have to be able to defend two guys that uh, can do something after the after the catch, and you know, to reduce space on them to a degree, to where they're not given access, but then not give not leave yourself vulnerable to one-on-one shot plays. All of that is a trick. Uh, is a trick to play.
4: Dave, against a team, a powerful team like Texas, we talked about it uh, last Saturday, about how you all came out second half dominant. Mm -hmm. But do you think against a number three team like the Longhorns that it's key to starting off that game really strong right off the bat?
2: Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah. I thought defensively we did in this last game. And I think if it wasn't, I th- and I thought in the running game, you know, we we were offensively now speaking. I thought defensively we played fast from the start to finish. Um, and I thought energy and everything was there. I thought offensively where we probably lacked the juice in the beginning of the game was the throwing game. You know, I just think we were off and that's unfortunate and so uh, something to be addressed and something that we need to be starting fast in this, in this next game. I thought uh, running the ball-wise, um, you know, we're kind of planning for one thing, and they, you know, very evidently a, um, and quickly, we could see that they're running Texas State's game plan. And so after that first series, that was really the cause of that first series. And then coming back and making the adjustments, I thought we were able to take off after that. And so the improvement from you know, it took a half uh, to uh, it took a series was what was on display on Saturday.
3: With that, <laughs> excuse me, with that throwing
5: game, mm-hmm. uh, how is Blake progressing in his rehab? And then
3: <clears throat> with Sawyer, um, is, is some of the, you know, just maybe the sh- little misses on mm-hmm. connections, you know, down the field or whatever, maybe due to you know, he was getting more reps with the twos and Mm -hmm. that kind
2: of thing? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so Blake is still um, probably a week out, and so not anticipating or expecting Blake in this game. I think for Sawyer, um, you know, Sawyer is one of the most competitive people I know. So we have a um, a ping-pong table there in our players' lounge, and, um, you know, the specialists – our, our snappers and our holders are kind of bullies of the ping-pong table. And so they whoop up on anyone that comes. But Sawyer whoops up on them and calls them out. And, you know, after, you know, then there's the, the pop shot and he's he wants to compete. Versus, the boy competes versus and with anybody uh, versus anything. And so I think, though, uh, particularly Saturday, I think he was trying to be too perfect. I think he was trying to not lose the game, and I think you know, I think in the challenge with so much of this is to keep the outside on the outside and just to focus on what's on the inside. And I feel like I failed him in that respect. And so I think to kind of clear clear the air with it and, kind of, and get focused on what's right in front of him, I think gives him a great chance to just be competitive and go after it and all that. So we're excited for him this week. And I know that he um, he's ready for another bite at, at the apple.
3: Coach, in terms of scheduling, this is your final home game before you head on the road. Can you talk about how important it is to look strong before you head out of McLean Stadium?
2: No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's important to get a win, you know, and so we're aiming to do that. And um, that's the, uh, you know, behind everything we're doing, it's for that. And, you know, I think for the – The fans and the crowd i think it's i've i've said it before prior to the season that it's important that we win and it's important that there's excitement and it's important that there's something to cheer for and so this gives us an opportunity before we leave to do that and uh we have not lost sight of that
3: tyrant Vaughn's is he had a couple sacks you and others have spoken very highly of him Uh, what does his energy experience he started his college career at texas what Mm -hmm. does he bring to the group and the
2: team overall appreciate that he brings um a mentality of um uh i'll show you uh let let me prove to you uh chip on your shoulder edge fighter um he brings that and and and, uh, and a whole lot of that and so I think it's been, it's been great for us. It's been great for that uh, outside backer room. It's been great for the defense. And I think, um, you know, his growth off the field been way cool. And I just think all of it, I think he's, he's trending in all the right directions. I'm way proud of him
5: in the fall we heard a lot about the wide receiver room just mm-hmm. kind of the growth that they took from mm-hmm. last year to this year what have you kind of seen from them and how do you evaluate that room for the first three games
2: no appreciate that yeah i think i think all of that um i think all, there has been a lot of growth and it's, and it has been tight and um you know, I think we have to do a better job collectively, and I'm putting myself first with this, of making sure that we're getting the ball out to them. I, you look at that first game and what it looked like, that's about what it was in our practices or and or scrimmages. And, um, you know, we have to do a better job of making sure that we're getting the ball out to our playmakers. I think Keetron can do a whole lot with it. Monterey can do a whole lot with it. Um, Hal all of them you know and so I think that's a um that's probably an area if I had to pick one where we're off the mark it's that one right now and so for us to be able to, to play faster be more explosive and to um to score more points I think we've got to be able to get the ball in our playmakers hands
5: Dave uh, Isaiah lost his job last year mm-hmm. what got him back on track and
2: and what he's doing now. Yeah, I appreciate that. Isaiah's always been like this. And I know whenever you're like that on the outside, you're not that way on the inside, you know. And so, but he's always been like that. And I think, um, you know, you can easily be, you know, uh, overlooked or forgotten or kind of uh, blended in when you are like that you know and but i, th- I think for him in those spaces when uh, you know john was doing the kicking is that his head was down he was working he was the first to congratulate john i mean just all the things he would make um in seeing him in those instances it makes me you know um want to be better want to try better and be less um, so self-absorbed, you know, and so I think when he had his opportunity again, I mean, there's just so much growth there that um, you know, and here's new people coming in to kind of take a, a job that was his that he lost, and he's fighting to get it back, and he fought those guys off, and so it's it's really cool to see, and you know, at th- the um, his relationship with Tyler Hancock and the people that work with our specialists is really strong. And I think Tyler's been a big factor in, in just the confidence getting up and up and, you know, the mechanics of all of it. And so I think he's in for a big season.
1: That is the Dave Aranda press conference earlier today. Bears coming off the win over LIU, now hosting Texas this Saturday evening. 6.30 kickoff at McLean Stadium. A little different uh, after two straight 11 a.m. kicks. This one uh, 6.30 in the evening. Televised by ABC and of course here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. All right, take a break. Back uh, to wrap things up in the 2 o'clock hour in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Baylor Club uh, quiet today, back at it tomorrow, a full week of activities ahead, including uh, maybe one of their biggest weekends of the year with the uh, Friday Night Live ahead of the Baylor-Texas game, the game day tailgate, then the Sunday... Uh, Baylor Victory Brunch at the Baylor Club coming up on Sunday. So a full week ahead. Check out all the activities on the web, thebaylorclub.com. If you have questions, give them a call at 254-710-8080. We're also brought to you by Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank, Central Texas. Two locations in Waco, one in Temple, one in Georgetown for Alliance Bank, Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
4: name.
0: Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
4: Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machines start at $21 an hour, welders start at $22 an hour, and second and third shift differential is an additional 250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to
0: apply. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTOs, and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time physicians offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview.
4: Wanna cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations and New Media has the skills, knowledge and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations and New Media, we've got you covered. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Who's Repair. Whose idea was it to have mom and dad do commercials? Uh, yours. No, that was your idea. you like, why don't mm-hmm. you get mom and dad involved? I don't think so. Yeah, this did not go well. But we got the point across. My father thought he was on TV. Yeah, they were excited about that. He just kept shaking his head in a radio commercial. Yeah, bless his heart. Bless his little heart. But we can still come give you guys an estimate, and I'm sure that was entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. So give us a call, 254 235 You got a frog in your throat again? Uh, 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 At fixitjimmy.com. That's us.
1: Final segment, John Morris Show in the 2 p.m. hour. We appreciate you being with us. We invite you to stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Matt, Aaron, and Drake Toll will be along to fill uh, fill your afternoon from 3 to 6. And, uh, Aaron, I could probably guess <laughs> what you guys will be talking about this afternoon, but uh, clue us in on that.
3: Baylor and Cowboys. There you go. I know you're shot. And some <laughs> Rangers. Right. Not great news for the Rangers. but Right. Still not over yet. Some very important series coming up, even though they got swept this weekend. But we will be talking about Baylor's 37 win over Long Island. And we will have some clips from Coach Dave Miranda's press conference. We will also talk Dallas Cowboys and their big 30-10 to 10 win over the Jets. And we will have uh, some clips from Jerry Jones' press conference about that victory. We will also talk with legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster and uh, – an idol of mine growing up, Norm Hitchkiss. Oh wow. Uh, for decades on the ticket and uh, is now either about to retire or just did, but he's gonna come on and we'll obviously talk lots and lots of cowboys with the great Norm Hitchkiss. Plus campus confidential, all the latest college athletics news and all the latest injury information from around the NFL with the Blitz.
1: Very good. So all that coming up between three and six, just keep it right here on espn central texas where we like to uh end the hour with some birthdays let's mention some birthdays today maybe even dip back into uh yesterday but it is uh brian estridge's birthday the voice of the uh, tcu horn frogs if you know brian uh give him a shout on his birthday happy birthday to him we had our uh, big 12 announcers uh Uh, text string going for Brian earlier today Uh, and uh, all in good fun you understand all good natured but uh, we uh, made sure we all knew it was Brian's birthday today happy birthday to him it's Allie Dixon's birthday down in Bell County Allie one of the biggest uh, Baylor fans around so happy birthday to her Aaron Miller's birthday former Baylor baseball letter winner and uh, major league player Lee Miles' birthday, a lot of you know Lee here in the area. Happy birthday to uh, Lee Miles. It's Ken Thompson's birthday out in Las Vegas. Happy birthday to him. Zach Amundsen worked with Baylor basketball. Happy birthday to Zach. David Pryor's birthday is today. Dr. Michael Cooney's birthday is today. Corey Carbonara uh, on the Baylor campus. Happy birthday to uh, Dr. C. Corey Carbonera. And I think that's it for today. Let me dip back into yesterday. Aaron, uh, John Henry's birthday was yesterday from Lorena. Pride of Lorena, happy birthday to John Henry. And uh, the great Luke Prestridge, his birthday was yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. Aaron, who would you add to that illustrious birthday list today?
3: Just one more note. John Henry also. John Henry, good. A Baylor standout, former Baylor standout. What did I say? Yeah. You just said Lorena. I mean, he, oh, yeah, he's yeah, both. Yeah. L- but yeah, Lorena and yeah. I just want to Baylor, give him credit for, sure. for his That's he, right. he, some great games at Baylor. He was outstanding uh, playing under Coach Taft back in the day. So happy yeah, birthday to John Henry. All right. I've got a pretty good list today. Uh, okay. First of all, we'll start off with Jason Sudeikis. He is 51 years old. He is obviously the star of Ted Lasso, which I can't recommend enough. If you like, like, good – sweet, wholesome shows. It's not completely. I mean, there's some adult material, but he's basically like the nicest guy in the world. Anyway, watch Ted Lasso. It's a great show. So uh, happy birthday to Jason Sudeikis. He was also starred in Horrible Bosses and was on Saturday Night Live. Lance Armstrong turns 51, as does Jada Pinkett Smith. Hall of Fame second baseman Ryan Sandberg turns 63. College Football Hall of Fame running back Billy Sims turns 68. Former Auburn head coach and current Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville turned 69. And last but not least, the greatest head coach in the history of the NHL, Scotty Bowman. Hmm. He's a Hall of Famer. He holds the NHL record for wins with 1,244 Stanley Cups as a coach with nine. And he also won five in the front office of the Detroit Red Wings. Wow. He has won a ton of championships in the NHL. And he, this one blew me away because I grew up like with him coaching the Red Wings. Basically, he also coached, I believe, the Canadians and won some championships with them. But he is eighty-nine years young.
1: Golly, is I was right? de-
3: that. I don't really get surprised anymore. Right, William right. Shatner surprised me being in his nineties. Right. And Scotty Bowman being almost ninety really <laughs> floored me. <laughs> but yeah. ha- happy birthday to. Absolutely the greatest head coach in the history of the NHL, Scotty Bowman.
1: Pretty cool. Very good. Good list. Thank you very much, Aaron. Hey, uh, appreciate you making things work today. Uh, We'll see you in the studio tomorrow. Everyone uh, stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas.